Nope, that's all you guys get. Mm, do you guys like that little guitar riff? Almost getting you enlightened and shit. I don't know, but some things I play, sometimes I channel something higher than me that just wants to use my body as a vessel, just like the word that is used in the Bible to channel something greater, to have something come through and express in the world that the world needs. But anyways, I shall contain it and try to understand it and try to work with myself to express it. Anyways, expressing this musically inclined ideas that I have Ideas, features, just to express whatever you want to call it. I think everybody is musically inclined. Everybody has to express themselves in some sort of creative, vocal way. And it could be crazy, indigenous, shamanic, hey, nah, hey, you, hey, nah, hey, you. Or it could be just what you're more used to and in the little hip hop phase and RB and singing, hey, now, what's up with the world and singing. Anyways, don't be afraid to express yourself because that's what I've been noticing nowadays. And this is a good segue for my buddy Randy here that I have an episode on that established Moose Entertainment. And I don't want to give too much away because he's going to let you know about that. And we're going to have a little recap episode on what Moose Entertainment is all about. Anyways, my buddy Randy here is a good longtime friend, business partner, uh, alpha male associates that just want to dominate and rule the world. And now, when you listen to this podcast, you got to understand me and Randy were always cool, but we weren't really close as friends way back in the days when we first met, when we went to the first school. But you're going to hear us communicate, catch up, and have this dialogue of when we were youngsters. Youngsters just living and learning in the world. And I know you have those friends that you could just, you know, be cool with and just say anything to and not be afraid to have any judgment towards. And a lot of people don't have that friends and a lot of people do. And a lot of people, just like myself, newly acquaint these old friends and notice like, oh man, we should have been hanging out a long time ago. Anyways, this episode is good. Check it out. Listen to it thoroughly without, okay, you know what? Yeah, listen to it with judgment and leave some comments and reviews and let me know what you're thinking because the quality on this mic is better than I thought because it just captured my air conditioning turning off and so now it's dead quiet in here on the mic. But to practice our perspective, don't think of these two dudes speaking to each other just as two dudes think of them as yourself living in an alternate universe and hearing the things that they say you went through yourself you felt the things you've laughed at the same jokes and you talked to the same friends and these same subjects but don't let the words alternate universe or alternate reality confuse your mind these words, sometimes people think too much about them and think, oh, no, that's too smart for me to know. And, oh, I got to learn theory of relativity. No, man. You can do it by your feelings, by your mind concentration. Check, check, check. Gain, gain up, gain down. Gain, put on the game. All right, all right. Does he say something? Testing, testing. Cool. All right, how's that I think sound? That's good. I think that's good. I think we're good to go. All right, well, my man. What's going on, my guy? Mr. Showalter in the building. Right now, right okay. now. Welcome to uh, Practice Perspective Podcast. All right. And so, uh, really, my, my, my main idea, my main goal for this podcast is just, I've been noticing, you know, you put something on the social medias and... Uh, People listen, people share, no matter if they like it or not, and no matter if they give any awareness, like people like it still does a oh, they see effect. It. Yeah, they Definitely. see it. Yeah. They, they, they Dude, see it. And that's so funny that you said that because uh <laughs> I, I remember I was doing a show one time. If, if for anyone that wants to know or anyone's listening, I used to do some music. But we were doing a live show at a show called Club Red and this guy was like, They may not they may not comment, but they see it. Yeah. Which is very, very true. Oh, like yeah. in regards to any social media. You know, people they may not actually press that like button, but they see what you got going on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it makes just, you know, it sinks deep down to the psych- 
their psych, their uh, their psyche, their their psychology, and yeah. it's it's gonna have an effect on them. <laughs> it's gonna have an effect on them. It's it's crazy. I mean, you read books nowadays, textbooks, and things like that. They talk about the 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 effect that social media has had on this generation oh, and, and businesses and things of that instance, and it's very true. Like. Yeah. Even in relationships. And oh, <laughs> man, the words. That's the word. Yeah, yeah. yeah such a dramatic toll on the relationships. Yeah, and then Instagram, uh, you know, they put the thing where you can uh, date things to an exact date. You got people turning to Sherlock Holmes and investigating oh, yeah. it. And <laughs> mainly <laughs> women. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, they just, they're good, too. They're yeah. good. They go so deep in social medias. Yeah, but social media is, uh, man, full throttle right now. Oh, definitely. yeah. Definitely, uh it's its own beast right yeah so you know and that's what you know that's and it's the free way of doing things as well you know you, you don't have yeah. to buy or pay for advertising oh man crazy how people yeah. are making money on this exactly just doing what they love to do doing what you love to do promoting your product you know and, and if your product is dope supply and demand you can make some money off of it yep so yep. yeah it completely has changed the retrospect for entrepreneurs and people are trying to get in, in any sort of business or startup yep. any yep. industry in regards to marketing or da 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 man it's crazy well, I guess that's a very appropriate subject to get into uh, is the social medias and the effects on uh, that it has on not only our generation, but I think right. our generation is really uh, using it to its fullest potential. But I guess a little backstory, um, not a little backstory, but I guess for my audience to know, right. me and Randy right here right. go way back. <laughs> way back. Yeah. Way back to Close Sea Camel, huh? Yes, sir. What year was that? Oh, man, that's, dude. That's, we were in... Uh, Fifth grade? No, no that was eighth, eighth grade. Eighth grade. Eighth grade. So that was freshman year was 2005. So uh, four, 2004. It was like 2003, 2004, around that time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because you're, were you like one of the older kids in the class? Like, when, when's your birthday? April 27th. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So we turned like this, the second, the later part of the year. We, because I'm on yeah, July. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's around 2003, 2004 then. Yeah, man. So, uh, damn. So I guess, can you give a little backstory yeah, of man. how we so, first acquainted at Closey Campbell? I remember uh, glimpses of Clovis C. Campbell. Uh, I know, right? So long First ago. of all, it's a school in South Phoenix, Arizona, for no one who's heard about it. Uh, deep South. Deep South. South far like, South Phoenix. In, in, the, in the mountains, like, <laughs> right by the mountain, South Mountain. Uh, yeah. But for it to be in the Roosevelt School District, which wasn't that great of a school district, it was a newer school, it was, you know, it was solid. But I remember Mike Showalter, I don't remember ex- like exactly when you first came, but I remember like student council. I was a new My, guy. Yeah, he was the new guy. <laughs> <laughs> he ran for student council first year, got president. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and I, I remember I ran, I was the treasurer that year. Yeah. And uh, I remember we had our, we had to do our little videos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So oh man, the whole school had we were already doing the media's yeah, right before. We were ready. What did you say for yours? So I, re- I remember writing a script. You know, it was like appropriate. It was nice. You know, trying like, hey, I'll do this if you vote for me as your president. I'll try to get this done. I know I'm new, but you know, I have a lot of potential. This and that. But like, I was just nervous being in front of the camera. Right. I fucked up. So I was like. <laughs> Yeah, stumbling with my words, but I was like crumpling. I don't exactly remember what I said, but I, I was like, "This is what I always remember." But I just remember you had balls, bro. Like for real, like some stood out because that was my school. I had been there since yeah. like the, oh, yeah. the sixth, fifth grade. Like I was, I was on the basketball team, the eighth grade basketball team, fifth grade. Like I grew up within that school. <laughs> yeah, man, yeah, So it was comfortable for me. Those were all my friends. It was like funny, you know. I kind of knew I was gonna win. Plus, yeah. I think I was like one or two or the only person running for treasurer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah, yeah, I was. I got this in the bag but I remember like who's the other person that ran against you was Kimmy, it Kimmy Baker Kimmy Baker, Kimmy Baker. <laughs> I remember I, that yeah. Kimmy was my guy at the time and I remember oh, Kimmy, Kimmy I remember <laughs> <laughs> he did alright so I just got a Kimmy glimpse Baker. into the past cause I remember Kimmy Baker being my friend at the time and him, he, him thinking oh I got this in the bag you know yeah. and, and then when they announced the president you winning he, yeah. how upset he was yeah like, oh man I mean no one knew I was gonna win I didn't, I didn't think I was yeah. gonna win cause like it wasn't my school I was a new guy was yeah just, but that says a lot though bro you, like people didn't even know you and you can just win student council president out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, you must have said something really good. I think you did. I, I think the way I, like, messed up my words but kind of, like, got back on top with uh, my delivery was just kind of, like, being authentic. I was like, ah, shit. Well, you know, you vote for me. I tried to do some good. And right. just, like, right. I had to be, like, really authentic <laughs> when I fucked up with my speech. And I so I that. think they like that. And... 
Definitely. And sure enough, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, man. So I do remember that. And this is kind of getting off track, but uh, I was a spelling bee champ. Uh, oh, man. Sixth grade, right? Seventh grade. <laughs> oh, man. I messed up on the word stretch. <laughs> stretch? <laughs> In oh. the first round. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I go up there. I go, uh, they go stretch. I go S-T-R-E-A. Bing. <laughs> I'm like, no, S T R E T C. They're like, sorry. <laughs> Dang. And it was like just filmed on it. the whole, like the whole school side. <coughs> yeah, just, you know, just a flashback. <laughs> Bing. Yeah. You're wrong. I'll never like, forget no. that bell. Bing. Dang. Yeah. That's really put a deep scar on you, huh? Clovis You're never Campbell. gonna let that. <laughs> yeah, man, that was a deep scar. <laughs> yeah. Man, dude, actually, I had pretty, I had a lot of good times at Close Campbell, man. Yeah, man, it was a solid was school, but, uh, you know. Man, I'm not gonna lie, it was a, my first school where it was just more black people than yeah. any other, like, more, because I went to, um, Conchos, elementary school for right. a lot more Mexicans, mm-hmm. and no whites, you know, Mexicans, blacks, mm-hmm. and then even, uh, high school, I went to Cesar Chavez, you know, Mexicans, blacks right. are always fighting, and right. then. I went over the mountain to Mountain Point, and then the you went to Mountain Point went too, to right? Mount, I went there all four years, yeah. bro. I took a chance too, cause, bro, I, I've never, you know, like I, I got Mountain Point was cool. Too, yeah, Mountain Point was cool, but I've always went to like white schools, black schools, Mexican. Yeah, like, I'm, you see, I'm diverse. The, yeah, yeah I see diverse, it all. So, yeah. uh, Clovis Campbell, they wanted you to go to South and South. Yeah, yeah, yeah. oh know? yeah. <laughs> I grew yeah. up with a lot of those kids, but I wasn't yeah. that kid, and I wanted to expand my horizons. So I, yeah. I decided to go on Mount Point by myself, like on a, out on a limb. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I remember nice. catching a bus all the way from South Phoenix all the way to Mount Point and catching that. Damn, really? Yeah, it was Damn. yeah. It was right by Clovis Campbell. Remember that uh, Rustler's Roost or whatever? Oh yeah, remember that? <laughs> you yeah. remember that? Oh yeah. dude, it was right there, Damn, man. It looked so raggedy. So yeah, but down. it was raggedy. It was brand. But uh, I think I feel like that was a good uh, decision because you know you met a lot of friends. You got to. See see yeah. the different landscapes of how you know these other kids live oh, yeah. on the other side of the mountain yeah. and uh it was good man i liked it but yeah it was nice you know everything had its pros that's when i got into the recreational uses man oh yeah because i always grew up in south phoenix you know mm-hmm. a little rough around the edges but um so like smoking weed and you guys you know messing around with all that recreational stuff kind of looked like a bad uh, style to it, I guess you could right. say. Like, oh, oh, I don't want to get affiliated with anything bad. Yeah, bro. But I went to the rich white neighborhood of Mountain Point. <laughs> like, oh, these motherfuckers getting high too. Like, <laughs> they're getting high. They're getting high. Pills. That's some fucking shit, man. Yeah, because they're getting those allowances. I know, right? And, and this and this and that. They got the yeah. They got the capital so, to do that. Yeah, they do. So, so. But it's crazy because I remember I played basketball, so I was never into the recreationals until about like junior year. Mm. I was always saying no to drugs, man. Yeah, man. Same yeah. year. Same yeah. year until. Um, it has. I saw it in a different perspective. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, oh, maybe this ain't that bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that bad after all. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, speaking of recreational drugs, uh, do you believe that uh, weed is a gateway drug? Um, yes. It is. I think it's it a is. It's that. It, I think it is. Because, uh, yeah. It just. I like this topic of um, when you first have a perspective or an initial thought or you have a preconceived notion of something. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily know unless you actually try it out or experience it, you know. So once you actually try it, you're you're in the situation, you're surrounded by it, so you know it more, you know, organically. Right, right, yeah. definitely. Yeah, oh, I, yeah. I, I love weed, uh, but it does open up the uh, <laughs> airways. <laughs> it does. Yeah, like uh, what, what would you say is like the first drug uh, in line after weed? <laughs> um, let me see. Let me see. Uh, Kind of tough, huh? It is. I think it would be cocaine. Yeah, I, was, <laughs> I think it would be cocaine. That's how you know you do. <laughs> but uh, I think, um, I'm not saying me, but maybe someone I know. I was straight to <laughs> ecstasy. Right. Yeah. And it, now they call it Molly nowadays. Yeah. <clears throat> back in my day. Back in my ecstasy. day. Yeah. Ecstasy. You know, it was the uh, same shit, man. Quad stacks, triple stacks, doubles. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, now you know they actually do uh, testing for Molly. You know, clean, oh, they do clean Molly. Yeah. Uh, you know, like people that are severely depressed. Oh yeah, they were doing. Dude, something. yeah, there's a whole bunch of studies on on MDMA and my favorite psilocybin. You know, the psychedelics. Psilocybin oh, 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 is okay. a psychedelic for that's mushrooms. The, that's the scientific name for it. Um, psilocybin is like, I guess, a key component in mushrooms that produces that psychedelic effect. Oh, but, okay, okay. And then um, LSD comes from the fungus ergot, but they're still psychedelics. And right. So, but there's. Um, actually, a nonprofit organization called MAPS, a Multidisciplinary Association for Psychedelic Studies. Right. 
And dude, there's so many benefits of just veterans with PTSD, if it's depression, and just people that you know got molested. It helps them cope with life and understand things what yeah, happened to them. Big and, time. And now I think we're seeing um, a lot of people come out with uh, their the coming out of their experience of how it benefited their life. You know, it's not so taboo to talk about it. Right. So, yeah, and you know, it's like the people that don't understand it are obviously the people that haven't done it. But I mean. Yeah. It's honestly, I'm uh, not for any of you people that are against drugs. I understand, but I mean, it's one of my favorite drugs. Uh, for if for anything that you use, obviously, if you overuse it, I mean, bad things can happen. You know, yeah, you take yeah. too much uh, ibuprofen. Or, yeah, 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 yeah. You can abuse anything, right? Yeah. You got to be responsible, obviously. Yeah. But if you are responsible and you do decide to, you know, maybe uh, decide to take a Molly or two, it's a <laughs> it's a great experience. It is. It's uh, very <laughs> profound, impactful. You, you cannot not like it. Like yeah. you, you want to cut your mother up real quick and tell you love her, <laughs> all the nourishing, all the house. Right. <laughs> yeah, you want to be. I almost something. called my mom. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. Mom, I love Yeah. I just say how much I love you. See, my thing is I, I ended up texting every uh, female in my damn phone. Oh, like, yeah? It's bad, bro. Like, <laughs> I'd be in relationships, man. And shout out to my girl. You know, she knows who she is, but uh, I got a little problem when it comes to that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's something that I'm working on, you know? But uh, <laughs> It's kind of hard not to love, you know, so many. Not, it's hard. And, and the thing about me is I get flashbacks and vivid memories yeah. of others. <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah. can be, you know, just make sure you're responsible. Yeah, you, know? just you gotta be, be responsible. responsible. Yeah, you gotta be, you know, mindful of exactly. the situation, people, everything. Completely and mindful. And, and one thing I've learned, if you, you have a strong mentality, you got a strong mental, you can snap out of those things. You know, you feel like you're tripping too hard or, or this and this and that. You snap out of it, Randy. That's what I tell myself. Uh, or, you know, whatever your name is, uh, mind over matter will work all the time. <laughs> Get back grounded, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, yeah man. So, man, so I saw you on Snapchat. You, uh, you originally from North Carolina? I'm not from North Carolina. I was born in Cleveland, Ohio, the land as they call it. Uh, but bro, I was raised in Arizona, so you can damn near call oh, me yeah. a Phoenician. Yeah, right on. dude, man, I love Phoenix. Yeah, Phoenix is Phoenix solid. Is solid. It's man. hot, but it's not humid. That's the thing it's, about yeah, North Carolina. Yeah. North Carolina is humid as fuck, man. Oh, yeah. it drains the hell out of you, man. Uh, yeah. But Arizona's not bad, man. But uh, I mean. I don't know though. What do you think about living in Arizona? If, if you have like high expectations or like uh, like business wise or see see, I'm I'm more into the music and entertainment. So yeah. If you're trying to, you know, may not be the right place, but yeah, it may not be the right place. But I think where we're at in life with the social medias mm-hmm. and well, I mean, I don't think it really matters where you're at. That. And yeah, yeah, you can make just that get enough well. viewers and bam, that's definitely awesome. yeah. And so many different media platforms you put yourself and advertise yourself on but no yeah so in in la it's it's highly competitive mm. and i feel like it's gonna implode man because yeah. they're just they know it's such a it's a nice place i love it yeah you know it's it's awesome where there's so many things to do mm-hmm. it's so culturally diverse i mean phoenix is too but like la's on another LA's level LA, so yeah but oh man it's it's a beautiful thing but also a very um, ugly thing because you can get lost real quick. Right. With oh, all the activities. I can see that. All you can lose the, yourself. Right. The grandeur and uh-huh. the glamour and the just people also networking. But I think it, I met a lot of superficial people there. I mean, if it's cool, you know, you're trying to do something mm-hmm. and people want to network and they're trying to build a business. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I love it. But like, it's not very grounding. Right. And like, if, in like Phoenix. Phoenix is very grounding. And actually, I remember hearing on, I think on a different podcast how... Uh, a lot of people like go to LA to try to make it big. Of course, they get involved with not wrong people, but the people that kind of um, disorient them in their focus of life and right. goals. And they get into drugs and they go down the dark, deep path yeah, to that, try to find I their life. It's like the typical LA story. Yeah, like, but I mean, you kind of have to go through that to like get a profound like, oh shit, I right, found myself. Right. And that's when they come up on top, and it's just like true. Yeah, but and you don't necessarily have to take that path to. Mm-hmm. But L- but L A is so easy to get into. Yeah, it's so like, easy. like Kanye said, yeah. no more parties in L A, man. Like, yeah. yeah, I can see that. That's what it's, that's what that place is. And that's what's for. great about Phoenix because it's so grounding. All right? mm-hmm. you, you go out, you have fun, and it's really you know I think it's booming right now. Right. It's such a, they have so much space. Yeah, it's so cheap. 
We're booming in Tempe, like becoming a metropolitan. Yeah, man, man. It's, like, it's awesome. I yeah. love it. So yeah, we're we're booming out here. That is definitely true. I know ASU is expanding every like. Oh man, dude, it's, it's ridiculous. It's, it's looking they're, really. They're good literally now. building. If you guys haven't, uh, if you guys listen to this, you've never been to Arizona Tempe area. It, it it looks like a metropolis over there. It looks like Superman could be flying by anytime soon. Yeah, that they're expanding right? and building on to the uh, ASU campus. It's, yeah. it's ridiculous. But uh, and LA's so crowded too, man. Yeah, so the traffic, crowded. traffic, and just so, yeah. And plus, you know, you guys are gonna uh, well, you're not there, not gonna be there anymore. But you guys are gonna fall off the coast. Anymore. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those, so. those earthquakes are a trip. Have you been in one? Yeah, yeah, I've been in a couple over there. And oh. I remember I found one really big one that shook everything. And this one girl like jumped over the counter of the restaurant I was at, like ran outside. <laughs> it was like what? It shook like, everything. It was crazy. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's crazy. But Arizona is a solid place to live, raise your family. Uh, yeah, you know, you know, it, it, it's what you make it. Yeah, like any other place, but it's a solid place to live. I agree with you on that. Speaking of Arizona and uh, solid place to live, the women out here aren't too bad either. Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Women. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's crazy, Beautiful. too. Yeah. And one thing that me and my boys have been noticing is just, like, uh, the, the revolution is here, people. You know, back in the day, like, uh, certain women uh, uh, or, or races were known for their body parts. Mm-hmm. Now, it's it's just a free-for-all. Free-for-all. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I'm seeing, uh, you know, kind of getting off topic, but, yeah, I'm seeing a lot of good things out here, people. Oh, Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I love LA. So many things to do. Very much beautiful women as well. But um, I feel like a lot of those people are coming out here as well. Too. Yeah, they're all coming out here. Uh-huh. And the women out in LA, some of them are on the tough side. You know, they're like, oh, what can you give me? You know, oh, how yeah. much money you make? He's very finessers. That's yeah. what we call them finessers. I, <laughs> I think since um, over here, like, Especially like our age group, you know, going to college, you know, making money, mm-hmm. balancing everything, and like there's more of that than um, in LA. You could just go yeah, with the, I'm a, the uh, sugar daddy or a yeah. cougar or something. I'm kind of seeing that a lot over here too. It's, it's I think it's just an age group in which is very common in bro. I think from these girls realize they can get something out of it. Yeah, and then a lot of these older guys, you know, uh, they're willing to spend money just to hang out with the girl, you know. Mm-hmm. So. It's easy money, but, you know, I'm seeing it a lot in Arizona. I got a few uh, homegirls that are <laughs> using their yeah, uh, assets to, you know, g- gain a little more income. But I can't knock them for it. But at the same time, it's like, damn, man. It's like, man. Oh, yeah. People have these, uh, these, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Women are beautiful, man. I love them. Yeah. Women hate them. <laughs> love, hate type of word, yeah. yeah but, yeah. It's crazy out here, man. You got to get your money, man. Secure the bag, like DJ Khaled says. Secure the bag. Anything that you're trying to do, man. Yeah, man. All the, like... That's why I like to do the little hashtag, other than practice perspective, but uh, you got to discipline yourself. Mm -hmm. Because, like, maybe a little after high school, you know, you got to have to fuck up... Experience some fucked up relationships. Right. And, you know, make some wrong decisions to really... um, show you an insight of things but uh you really got to discipline yourself because yeah. you're smart enough people are smart enough to know what to do you know like you, you could rationalize and think to yourself like mm-hmm. all right i need this much money i gotta start do, doing this or this is what i could do. like they're smart enough to figure it out right how to get them from a to b the fact is they got to discipline, discipline is important man yeah. i mean you would know a little bit more than that i believe being in the marines oh man, man yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, i'm not gonna lie that's Probably the most best thing I got out of the, being in the military was mm-hmm. just discipline. You got to mm-hmm. discipline yourself, and definitely uh, falling off a, a little bit of the bandwagon with that. You know, just right. so happy to be back in civilian world and right. have uh, a I little hear, more freedom to that. do what I want. I but yeah, just discipline. That's all. But yeah, all discipline. It discipline is important, people. Man, anything that you do, you gotta stay focused. Gotta stay disciplined. If you're not either of those, then what are you, you know? Like, and, and you got to have a plan, you know? Uh, me and my guy, Mike Showalter, right here, uh, we talk about a lot of endeavors that we have, but we always try to come up with a plan on anything that you do. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, is there anything that you have going on, you know, any plans? Or? Oh, man, yeah. So I got a, a couple things. Mm-hmm. Um, Besides this uh, lovely podcast that we yeah. got going on. This, this podcast, and um, I got some, I'm bringing a lot. I do a lot of blogs, mm-hmm. and I just haven't really uh, published them. And um, working on an app, right? Yeah, so working on that app. Okay, that's, uh, a, that's a new thing right now. That's, that's oh man, you gotta amplify everything. Yeah, man. amplify everything. Income. Literally, 
And other than that, you know, finished my degree in, in global studies. Right. Yeah. That's awesome right there, man. So, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of on the same thing. We're on the same page. Trying to finish up my degree as well. Uh, sports management's my major. And, uh, like, I got a little blog going on myself, but uh, it's actually on Instagram. If you guys want to check that out, it's at Indigo Brew. Uh, BR uh, the le- the number three W uh, Indigo Brew on Instagram and basically uh, I- I've spoken to Mike about this before but yeah what- yeah let me know but yeah, yeah but what Indigo Brew is uh, Indigo uh, for you guys that are unknown it's a it's a newer generation uh, we're young we're rebellious we set our own trends uh, there is a such thing as Indigo kids but I'm referring to the Indigo generation uh, what- from what I just said we're young we're rebellious we set trends and brew which is a mixture of things which is sports hip hop uh, R and B if you want to add that as well. And uh, and uh, what sports uh, music, hip hop, and fashion. fashion <laughs> so yeah, yeah um, you know, so like Supreme, uh, we're in the street wears, Raph Simmons, luxury wears. We're into all that type of stuff. So we try to blend those three things, and that's what Indigo Brew is. Um, and for all you guys that are interested, uh, please check it out. <laughs> yeah, man, I really like that because I think it really. Sh- expresses our mentality and just kind of the other way of life because yeah, ever since before there's a huge division oh you gotta be professional mm-hmm. business attire mm-hmm. you can't be you know slacking or have any slang or right any, yeah man and it's just like we're living in a new generation yeah. nowadays and yeah at first I could understand that yeah be professional you gotta oh. have you gotta be competent in your communications mm-hmm. You know, you can't take a scholar and put him in the hood and have him try to right. you know, rally exactly. up some some guys. But you could definitely take a, get a guy from the hood, put him in school. He could yeah. learn real quick just off of his savvy. We are the millennials. We're the millennials, yeah. man. Uh, it, it's we we can have uh, sleeves on our, and, and still get a job at a, at a corporate business. Yeah, right. I mean, uh, you know, there, there's some people that are going to judge you for that, but I I, that, and I believe that's where our time is coming as a millennial. This newer generation is where your your mind is going to speak. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my, I, I think I've talked to you about this theory, right? So uh, about how the older people, when they start to decease, uh, you know, the newer generation is going to take over as to where we didn't really live in the times of racism yeah. or segregation yeah. and, oh, and, yeah. and Brown versus the board. So yeah. hopefully uh, with uh, the millennials and our new wave, that will kind of die out. The, yeah. the ignorance and the bigotry. Oh, yeah. yeah that's, that's my theory that I have. And with that dying out, um, will be more opportunities for uh, any uh, uh, minorities or anyone of that regards you know so I believe the future is bright but at the same time speaking of that we gotta worry about uh, our earth and global warming oh yeah definitely man yeah which is a a completely different (sighs) completely different story but yeah (laughs) some of the things need fixing need Uh you know reconstruct some systems already in place it's crazy how everything coincides though your eyes are open everything everything goes together like uh, like slowly but surely you know we're gonna progress mm -hmm. in a more beneficial way as society as a whole but still it's gonna take some work yeah it's yeah. gonna take some work but man, they fucked it all up for us man we gotta clean up this world <laughs> we gotta fucking take out away some belief systems right. and like it's crazy though slap because some people in check you wanna blame it on them but it's like they didn't really know what they were doing themselves yeah, you know? yeah, with yeah. science advancing like it's just crazy man all the, all the shit that we can talk about and the things yeah. that are going on in this world like politics mm-hmm. Trump oh, yeah. man oh man what do you think crazy. about that Man, oh, it's such like just the shit he says. You can tell a lot about a person <laughs> of what they say and, and why they say it, and it's just oh. and it's crazy. Of like, of course, he's gonna attract a certain faction of you know those type of similar mentality, same that that perspective, and then it's just like like that's not where we live. That's not like mm-hmm. that's not real to me because that's not how I live. Especially North Carolina. Phoenix, LA, all this diversity. It's crazy where, like, oh man, I don't know. That's 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 a touchy. It's not a touchy subject. I mean, he's a fucking asshole. He's dumb. He's an idiot. I don't like him. Um, he's probably yeah a very successful businessman. And some of the shit he says, because you know, I don't know, man. That's just a weird beast right there. It's just right. So I, I think people they're so like fascinated with. Um, Oh, you know, I gotta tell it like it is. You know, I'm fucking hard. I gotta get me mine. It's like, all right, that's cool, but can you deal without, you know, infringing on others? You know, yeah, it's no, like he's, he's childish when it comes to that. Just, oh man, it pisses me off. Yeah, I'm waiting to see what's gonna happen. Either Hillary is gonna barely win, or Trump is gonna win by a landslide. Uh, I was speaking to some businessman this morning. Uh, I had an interview for a marketing company. They uh, do marketing for American General. 
He was this 26-year-old, 27-year-old uh, entrepreneur. This guy, he was like 32, though. But he told me something very, very interesting. I wrote it down on a piece of paper. I don't know if I should say it on here, but I'll just give you guys the idea. But uh, he was basically describing the economy over the past 40 years. Mm-hmm. Um, so since like the baby boomers, which was kind of in the 40s and the 50s. And then after that, which was... Uh, the, the the constructive economy we were living in. So basically, we were building machines, cars. You yeah. know, we started to do things like that, um, and and then money that is uh, that is being uh, used from those generations, uh, which is going to be available to the next president who's in office. And um, he was basically telling me how forty five trillion dollars would be available to the next president who is off is in office, and that he he believes Trump is smarter than what he thinks he is, but he's not running to be the president of politics. He's doing it for the money because uh, the next president who was in tenure is going to have uh, full control over those funds. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I wish I could give you guys more uh, detail, <laughs> uh, but I think, you know, if you're smart, you're, you'll kind of grasp on what I'm saying here. But um, and I, and I, I, it made me really think, you know, is Trump really doing this for the politics or maybe this is a big business move that he's making because these funds uh, the president can pretty much do whatever he wants with those. That's what I'm hearing. Um, and so... Uh, Dude, and, love that money. And, and Trump, yeah, and Trump owes a lot of people money. And, uh, and he had a lot of failing businesses that he had, you know, to get where he is. So could it be a big business move or, or could it actually, you know, that's that's kind of the thing that he was trying to... Which is pretty <laughs> yeah. fascinating, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, yeah. yeah, I wish I could give you guys a little bit more detail. I had it written down. But uh, just think about that for a second. Is Trump really as stupid as he as we think he is? I know he said some off-the-wall uh, things, but, I mean, he's he's he was elected, you know, to run for Republican. And you just got to think about that. I don't want him to win, but... Man, I'm... So disgruntled to hell, my my man Bernie didn't make it. Oh yeah, Bernie was the. And then he goes around and endorses. Yeah, it, that's crazy. I, I mean, of course he's a politician. In the end, yeah, he's a politician. Exactly, but and, and, I, and that's what and that's what people are tired of hearing though, mm-hmm. like, and that's why they're starting to rock yeah. with Trump. I, you know, he's ridiculous, but we're tired of that, the politicians, you know, and we want we want the truth and this and this and that. Bernie was close, man, but I feel like his age was affecting. You know. Yeah, yeah, he's the only guy. Right, yeah, just you know, but. I don't know, man. It's crazy things going on. Politics, the world we live in. Yeah. Oh, man. It's fucking crazy, all right? Yeah. <laughs> it is all right. It's... Yeah, people. We're living in crazy. I hope I hope everyone is praying. Don't just pray when you need things. Pray every day because yeah. we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, you got to definitely, definitely indeed. Yeah, <laughs> politics is just weird, man. Right. Yeah. I got a little brother. He's trying to be in the Senate. Yeah? Hell yeah, man. He's cool, though, man. We need a guy on the inside. Yeah, we need, we need a guy on the inside, and he's going to bring a different perspective. He, he, and, he, and he's so strategic with the, with the way he acts now. Like, he yeah. does, no tattoos, but he's been talking about, he's like make, making sure I don't do anything so yeah. they don't pull up any <laughs> <laughs> the family. Yeah. You know, he's, he's already thinking about that. Yeah, you got to be very mindful yeah. about that. Yeah. But the one thing I feel like, you know, because he's, he's driven, he'll bring that, you know, Kind of that, you know, how Obama's kind of cool mm-hmm. a little bit. You know? Oh, man, yeah. Yeah, so that poise. Yeah, not this, the, yeah. the Uncle Toms that we usually see, you know. Well, hopefully we start to get more people like that in, yeah. in politics and in the White I House. I love that, man. Yeah, you, you got to be very versatile. Yeah, more down to earth, you know. Yeah. Very versatile in your, mm-hmm. the way you approach people, the exactly. way you talk to people. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And it was crazy that people don't understand that, like... Yeah, it's very necessary. Like, it's necessary to, like, I see people divide their character. Like, oh, I'm very professional here at me being as a bank teller. Mm-hmm. And then that same person is turning up on a Tuesday doing fat load lines. And yeah. like, I don't give a fuck. This it's and crazy. That. I'm like, all right, yeah, that's, that's cool. That's good. <laughs> but, like, you could do it in a way where it's not a drastic division to kind of, like, make you have a split personality, you know? Yeah. Because see, people really go deep into that and be so fake and so like not real I mean you could all just keep it in one yeah but just kind of hold it's, back it's crazy. some yeah, it's like, belligerency uh, and that's just you know people having two sides to them and it's like you really don't know you know you think yeah. you know someone and that could be anybody not just politicians it's, just, yeah. it's crazy nowadays never judge a book by its cover yeah yeah. yeah, everyone has secrets. What if, me and my friend were talking about this. What if everyone knew each other's secrets? Yeah, right. <laughs> what kind yeah. of world we live in now? No one would fuck with each other. Like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what I've noticed, man, I, I'm I'm a very much open, open book, open mm-hmm. guy, and it's just, it's like 
you kind of make more friends that way because it's like you re- reveal those secrets, you reveal something that kind of stunned you. Mm-hmm. And at first, you kind of keep it to yourself mm-hmm. to not look like an idiot or right. like be so like all embarrassed about it. But whenever I shared those things, I'd always get someone else like, "Do me too, yeah. man! I'm uh, so fucking swing, <laughs> dude! I thought I was the only one sweating bricks and shit." <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's crazy. We're, it's like, we're we're literally all so similar, man. Yeah, we're literally experiencing yeah. every we same all experience thing. The same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and people hide that yeah. so much. Like, oh no, I, that's I, true. I, yeah, I knew that. That's I, very true. I feel like I'm the same way too now. Yeah. And because you know, we're growing up, we're that part in life where we can admit our wrongs. Yeah. You know, we're becoming. Uh, a man, you know, yeah. and so you know, <laughs> you can uh, admit when something was embarrassing to you at yeah. that time, yeah. you know, because you grew up from that. Uh, you, you all got to face adversity. What doesn't break you down makes you stronger, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, there's a reason for those old sayings, man. Yeah. yeah, but the one thing that fascinates me with, uh, with that being said is how similar we are all as human beings. And speaking of that, it's like all the smart people know. If you know some bit of science, and you know that the only thing that separates us as humans is skin pigment, and yeah, like for, for any anyone that's racist or for anyone that doesn't like someone of their, of their skin color, like you, you guys are just the stupidest motherfuckers, man. Like I know, right? On, it's just like, like yeah, they're like them making a big deal about it. They're just giving more attention to that yeah. belief structure. That's or why I love idea. hearing scientists talk yeah. about what's going on. Yeah, they like, they the they fuck? make everyone feel stupid. Yeah. They're like it's skin. <laughs> <laughs> the equator. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the closer yeah. the equator you are, you're gonna be the darker, the further yeah. away. Yeah, like, come like, on. And for people if for the shit to get out of hand the way it has now and it's 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 ridiculous and you, you know religion plays a part in that as well yeah man yeah oh man religion we get into that yeah man fuck it we get into religion <laughs> fucking go deep with I, our, I'm, our I'm a spiritual us. person but I do believe that religion has caused a lot of oh, man of yeah. wrongdoing in, in human civilization mm-hmm. and I believe it, it might be the number one factor to separation and, and, and bigotry and yeah what do you think on that yeah, like um, the intentions were good, but mm-hmm. like I think some high. It all kind of it doesn't all come down to like hierarchy, but right. when you're on top of the, the, sense, the hierarchy right. structure, mm-hmm. like people get power hungry, and then power. they see how these belief systems um, really control people, and so they use it to their benefit, and it kind of feeds their ego, but, yeah, religion, I'm very much the same way, I've always been, I don't know, something very ancient or primordial in me, right, and, and I noticed noticed a lot of my black brothers, too, like, there's just something that's just, like, we don't, we don't really necessarily focus on the specifics of, oh, are you Christian, are you Catholic, what do you believe in this and God, like, we just know something's there. Yeah, exactly. Where it's just like, man, right. there's a higher power. Sometimes it works through me. Uh-huh. Sometimes like I feel it. Yeah, and that, we kind of more more focus on that. You know that that feeling. You know, right? Because it's just it's crazy it's there. You know. Yeah, or or maybe you know if it's not religion, it could definitely be humans and our flaws. You know. Yeah, yeah. Greed, power. And, oh Because yeah. we had the good idea, but we had those people like you said that hierarchy who you know got a certain title or position yeah. and felt the need to. Yeah. start this or this and that or you know like uh, speaking of what is that the the Spanish uh, Inquisition <laughs> mm, oh man craziness yeah madness madness and I mean some people do like getting into specifics of religion you're like oh no Jesus said this so you gotta do this and from what I have noticed uh, us like we have a natural tendency to put meaning into things right. so ever since we were little you know like, oh it's my lucky pen or my lucky pencil it's gonna help me get good grades or this, you that get an true. A's and, that. and we have a natural tendency to put uh, meaning into things and so well I think um, I mean Jesus is probably the most prominent um, figure of belief systems and structures and people misconstruing and mm-hmm. you know getting what he said and not really having the main idea behind it but um they kind of put their own belief systems in that, and so I've always, I've, I've always thought, okay, Jesus is the Son of God, and um, I don't know. I mean, there's because there's so many things out there that say that okay, he didn't exist, right? And there's so many things that there's, that's out there that says he does exist, mm-hmm. and it's like, all right, it really kind of comes down to what do you choose to believe, right? In. Right. And so from what I've noticed, like, all right, maybe 
since people need to believe in something, mm. Jesus came down here so people could worship him and put that belief system in him. Right. Or like the hierarchy kind of made that so they could not make people believe in themselves. True, true. Because I mean, when you believe in yourself, you know, magical things happen. Mm-hmm. You know, like you just, magical. Yeah, just no doubt Love, about it. You believe attraction. in yourself, right. you get things done, you accomplish, and mm-hmm. your life is in sync. It's, mm-hmm. it's good. And so I'm a little indifferent about like, okay, I, I believe in Jesus. You know, I believe the idea of him, but like in the end, we really don't know. And so is it bad that I think some people are using it to take their belief system away from them and put it into Jesus because mm. they don't know how to believe in themselves? You know, you do know what I'm trying to say? No, I get it, yeah. It's just like... And, that, and that's a good way to think about it because, you know, yeah. Because yeah. I've been reading up a lot because I've dealt with a lot of Jesus fanatics, mm, as I yeah. like to say. Right. And um, it's crazy how they already have these preconceived notions of what a God is like, what Jesus is like. Mm-hmm. And just by paraphrasing the, you know, the Bible and like Jesus, you know, if you look at some of the Bible things, he was crazy. He says you must like hate your mother, mm-hmm. hate your father and take your cross and follow me. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people like read that as like, oh, that's like... A meditation type of ordeal where when you really meditate or even like crazy high on psychedelics where you'd go deep within yourself to lose sense of self right you could go to different dimensions and different crazy epiphanies uh-huh. and it's crazy and you know supernatural and esoteric but it's it's crazy man it's wow, crazy that's how deep man. yeah it's crazy how deep and far Ooh, you can go speaking of you know going into different uh territories or you know hallucinogenics ayahuasca oh ayahuasca <laughs> so yeah Ooh, dude man <laughs> so are you still gonna do ayahuasca or did we talk about this i did it man you did it i did it when oh man dude like <sighs> did you tell me about this I don't think I did. What? Did I? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I did, man. All right, so tell us about oh, your ayahuasca experience. Dude, yeah, I'm still trying to fucking understand that shit, man. Mm. It was intense. It was intense. It was crazy. Did you face your deepest, darkest fear? I think I did, man. I think I did. And this Can you share shit with us? still fucking rattles my bones. Is it really? <laughs> yeah, man. It was, it was good. It was really intense. Definitely psychedelic. Um, my hippie friend in L.A., She's very well connected with uh, hippies in the esoteric world mm-hmm. in L.A. And uh, knew a guy, really good guy, uh, is very uh, devoutful on, you know, he's a healer. He's helping. And shaman really, kind of like? He, no, but I made really good friends with the shaman. Okay. But he, he's the one that kind of orchestrated, like, all right, you know, gather people to um, conduct in this ceremony. And it was in, in um, somewhere in California, I guess mm-hmm. I could say. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> sure enough, man, I was like, I always told her, and, and uh, I guess she did it before, and she's like, oh, and she knew I always wanted to uh, indulge, and she finally like just hit me up. She's like, hey, this weekend, you got to come. Right. It's your time. Mother Ayahuasca is calling you. I know you've been wanting to do it for <laughs> right. a while. I'm like, all right, yeah. Mother Ayahuasca. Though, Mother so. Ayahuasca. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. And then so I'm like, all right, this is my opportunity. And so I did. I went. It was a nice, um, beautiful home. Uh-huh. And, uh, dude, it was intense. It was intense. So when when I first drank my first cup, nothing happened. And, like, I was probably in a room with 15 people in a huge circle. Right. And some people were already, like, throwing up because I guess it makes you purge. Yeah. People were throwing up. And uh, nothing was like I was meditating. I was content. And I think I was, like, too excited. Like, come on, what am I going to feel? Like, what am I doing? And then... (laughs) So nothing happened. I'm like, all right, right, right. calm down. Over Mother Ayahuasca is like, uh, yeah, like, all right, like, cool. And then <laughs> the the shaman requested anybody that wanted to come to do their second cup. And so I did. It came. Right. As soon as I drank that cup, man, I sat down. And it was like just, it made me sink. And this overwhelming feeling came over. I'm like, oh, I feel it now. <laughs> I feel it now. It was right. crazy. It was a rush. Um, very body high, mental high. Mm-hmm. Uh, just weird. Uh, it was very weird to describe. Just like the overtone, the over the feeling of. But I noticed I was very bodily oriented. I was very restless. Uh-huh. I kind of wanted to do yoga because like I was so restless. Right. And um, so I remember. Uh, like, all right, I got to calm down. So I laid down, and then, whew, man, my mind kind of divided. My thoughts divided. I had multiple thoughts, uh-huh. and uh, like they're all like a specific reality. 
And then I remember, I was singing a lot and hearing a lot, but I do remember um, me doing a, a commentary video on the haka dance. Uh-huh. And do you know what the haka That's dance like is? That's like kind of Indian or? Uh, I think some um, a tribe in New tribe. Zealand. Okay. Um, I don't know specifically what it is, but I think it's from New Zealand where uh, I thought there was, they looked like Samoan, you know, but they, they bang oh, their chests. Okay. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. They bang their yeah, chests yeah, okay. and stop the ground and make these crazy facial gestures and, uh-huh. <sighs> and just kind of growl and all that. Right. And I was commenting how, on how beautiful that was. And I kind of was correlating it to a baby, a child. Right. Um, like a, a newborn baby doesn't really know how to use its words or communicate, you know. So it just cries and it moves and makes weird faces because uh-huh. it's just like energy. Wow. And the baby's just trying to express what it's feeling. And this is what you're seeing. Yeah. And okay. so I'm like, like, this is a beautiful thing because sometimes what we express, what we feel cannot be fully authentically expressed by our words our um, our music, right. what we produce, our paintings, mm-hmm. like we all use that to channel what we're we were trying to express, what's within us, uh-huh. and and so I was kind of correlating that how the haka dance is a different way of just releasing energy that we have inside of us in a weird primordial aggressive masculine way, right? And so I remember seeing that, and then I went deeper into uh, the the mascul- the masculinity. Um, energy, I guess you could say, and how important a father figure is. Mm-hmm. And I kind of, like, I saw myself, like, typing and, like, writing, either typing a book or writing something about the title of being a father and what it means and how society's really fucked up on that. Did you grow up with a father figure? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Me, and my, me and my dad were really close, okay. but he's, you know, in and out of prison. He's been okay. in prison for most of my life, and okay. so... Actually, got some more projects work on that. Okay, cool. It's really, really good. I'm pretty excited about that. Oh. But um, yeah, really close to my dad. He's you know, really good. But uh, so the father figure and how not only that's important in society, but um, I kind of see how people made it religious. Jesus, the Bible, you know, mm-hmm. the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Right. And how um, that father title needs to be more. Analyzed, used, um, I guess, uh, taken responsible, you know, something about that. Right. And then, so, like, going with that, I started looking at Jesus. And then I remember seeing, I was in the desert, and then uh, I think it was Moses, but I remember seeing, like, this energy just using men to, like, uphold that father figure. Right. And just, like, accept people for who they are, but still, like, discipline them and still, like, you know, lead, I guess you could say. Right. And so I've noticed this energy was using Moses, it was using Abraham, it was using Noah, all the way down to Jesus. Uh-huh. And then when it went all the way down to Jesus, um, this is kind of where it gets weird. I was laying down on the slab of stone of where they laid Jesus, and... uh uh, so, I don't know if you knew this, but in my military service, I went to Jerusalem, uh-huh. and I went to the Church of Jesus Christ, and they had this slab of stone in the... the where they lead Jesus. Where they lead Jesus. Uh-huh. And so, people would go there, they put souvenirs, and they touch it, and they pray, and they bless, and, and so I was, like, on that slab of stone. I was like, oh, my God, this is weird. Right. And so, like, I was there, and I had to make a decision on, like, this is when the ayahuasca was just, like, kind of freaking me out. Like, all right, this is too much. This is too much. Right. Like, I got to calm down. Damn, that's, yeah. yeah. And so, like, I was, like, confronted with a decision. Like, all right, you could either wake up, like, wake up, wake up. Or, no, no, I remember having a thought, like, oh, man, this is probably how Jesus, like, meditates. Or, like, he must be feeling this um, when he uh, died and he got he resurrected. Right. And he's like, oh, he didn't die or he didn't resurrect. He kind of just so decided not to be in this world no more. Mm-hmm. So he was like eternally sleeping or, or other like ascended masters. Or you people. were thinking like, just. Yeah. Like, oh, thinking, this is okay. like, oh, like <laughs> this world is so fucked up and it needs so much fixing to do. Right. It's so much responsibility. I was like, oh, like I can see how some people choose to not wake up to take care of that huge load of responsibility. Man. So I was like feeling all of this weight on my shoulder and I was like, oh, man, like I don't want to wake up. But then when I thought about that, I was like, oh, my whole family, my friends are going to think I'm dead. I'm like, but I'm not dead. I just don't want to deal with this human world of all this fucked upness. And, that. and so, like, that's, like, that was, like, way heavy on my conscience and my shoulders. And 
I was like, dude, what the fuck do I do? Yeah. <laughs> I want to wake up, but I don't want to like wake up, wake up and be uh-huh. considered a fucking crazy Jesus, not Jesus fanatic, but like crazy, like, oh, I'm a prophet. I got to save the world. Uh-huh. And, and, but I didn't want to make my family members and family think that I died. So I was like, what do I do? Damn. <laughs> yeah, man. And dude, and it That's got more deep. intense because the shamans singing beautiful songs. The shamans, um, you singing these beautiful songs and just it makes you go so deep just in your psyche and the best advice he said was okay there's gonna be times where your mind plays tricks on you and then you're gonna be all caught up and you want to rationalize but don't do that kind of like stay grounded and follow your heart like, okay. oh okay that makes sense that's okay. probably really so good about that. on every bad trip you can have on psychedelics right. so I was thinking about that that, that, that and is, they kind of calmed me down, yeah. That does sound like some good, like, advice. <laughs> yeah, I was like, all right, so that did calm me down. <laughs> and then, um, and so I sat up again, uh, and then I, got, I went back to the, I was trying to, like, all right, I got to relax. I gotta, I'm not dying, like, things are things are normal. And then um, I went back to the haka dance. And so I, I think that's when I stood up, because I was laying down at that moment, when I was laying down on the slab of stone. Mm-hmm. making a decision like either sleep eternally or wake up and be considered a crazy prophet fanatic and be placed in an institution the insane asylum and so I got up to the guy so I started stretching a little bit and then I was kind of like doing these natural I don't do yoga but I should probably start because I always had this fucking back problem so I was like trying to do more um, more uh, stretches and I was doing some sort of some sort of yoga right and it was kind of weird how like I was placing my body in the positions of just like when I was stretching and everything just had meaning to it every time I stretched like it was like oh and then so I had some flashes of uh, of uh, the Hindu religion and how uh, Krishna and the Buddha they hold a specific position right. like, oh that makes sense because it's like you hold a position kind of makes you grounded and um, kind of you could get lost in the trance by holding that position mm-hmm. and I was trying but like I just I was just <laughs> I was like so restless, like I just had to keep moving. So I was like, I'm doing this martial <laughs> art, and then I started thinking of haka dance again. Right. <laughs> and at this point, because um, there's there's a shaman and there's some like other guys um, that go around just to make sure people are okay, like hey, and they come, they do something with tobacco and they they bless you, and then um, and so he'll come down. And I was standing up at this point. At this point, so the guys like he came to me. He's like, all right, sit down, man, sit down. Right. Like, yeah, that's probably a good idea. <laughs> I was standing for a little bit of time. That's cool. This is crazy, man. You're, you're like, you're tripping too hard. Yeah. All right. Like, and because my mind was like in a state of hysteria. Right. Yeah. So it sounds of, like. Yeah, it's yeah. in a state of hysteria. So it's like, all right, I'm straight. I'm good. Right. And then. I wish you guys could see how he's telling the story. Like, yeah. This it's is, crazy, man. It's intriguing, man. Yeah. And then so he came. He did tobacco. He blessed me. And I sat down. And then uh, this other guy, he came with this, uh, whew, man, this is a lot of energy, but he came with this, it was like a tin can with a, um, like a weird spring on it that whenever he shook it, it sounds like thunder. Uh-huh. Have you heard of that? Ever seen that? No, I haven't. So he was shaking that and it sounds like thunder. And dude, that was like, just like stimulating me. Big time, man. yeah. I can't imagine. And then the shaman was doing this chat. He was going, "Hey, you, nah, hey you, hey you, nah, hey you." These very indigenous old songs, and it sounds weird. It's uh-huh. like, oh yeah, that's cool, that's weird. Uh-huh. But in that mental state of mind, that that those songs, like, it was like moving some energy inside right, of me. Right, no, no, yeah, I get it. Yeah, and and the the music is always big. Yeah. Right, so oh man, yeah. The, the mu- yeah, yeah. This is yeah. That's kind of what got me more back into music. Uh, music is powerful, the music man. Is it powerful. can take you to places. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my biggest, my, the best mushy trip I ever had. That the music completely controlled our night. Yeah. Whatever type of it was reggae, we were like cool. Oh man, yeah. It was like upbeat. We were like crumping. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> it was some little jazzy shit. We were like melting into the couch. Yeah. And it's like. Yeah, Dude, man. It's, it's yeah, it's awesome. About man. those melodies, yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, so it made me get really into music. But mm-hmm. uh, so when that shaman was uh, doing that chant, the hey and nah, hey you, and the guy was coming around with that thunder sound device. Mm-hmm. Dude, like those, like that's when I was like solid, and I just, I was just like, I was chanting with the guy, I was chanting with the shaman, and. Uh, he was doing it in his own way that really emphasized his expression and his, you know, his, what his signature frequency is. Uh-huh. And then me, I was doing mine, and every time he hit the guy with thunder, I would go deeper. 
and deeper mm. and just like this it looked it sounded really masculine and just primordial yeah, yeah. and almost like indigenous and <laughs> almost no nah, I don't want to say demonic but like it was like nah hey nah hey you hey nah hey you hey nah hey you hey nah hey you and it was just like I couldn't help myself and so I got more flashes of the <laughs> I got more flashes of the haka dance and like right. them just slapping the chest and I was like, oh, I gotta do that. Like, it made me want to do that. Dude, you're describing it pretty good though, yeah. And so it made me want to do that, <laughs> yeah, man. And I, I noticed like they do that to like ward off um, negative energy demons mm. and, and I could understand why because right. it looks scary and aggressive. Yeah. And when I was doing it, it made me feel powerful too. Uh-huh. And, uh, but like I didn't, I wasn't gonna hurt anybody. But probably I had to calm down too, though, because like I think I was like checking a lot of people in the room. <laughs> like I, I didn't want to freak anybody out, man. I was like I was just trying to contain all this energy movement going through my body. Hey, you know, hey, you. Yeah, man, it was crazy. <laughs> but yeah, it's a great yeah. story, man. But yeah. so no, so this I'm gonna end it with this mm-hmm. where. It really taught me how to just trust and believe in yourself. And I saw my mental hysteria, the state of mind. Yeah, it can be so pragmatic and rational. But uh, there's a point where I thought I was like, oh, yeah. So I did have this other flash of memory of talking to my mother. My mo- I'm very close to my mom. I let her know about everything. Mm-hmm. And she's always telling me, she's like, all this mind traveling and different dimensions, psychedelics, you're going to you're gonna stay crazy. Because mm-hmm. I guess we have some other family members that are kind of loony. And, can't uh, trigger it. Yeah, and that's why I tell my roommate not to do it. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you gotta be really careful because yeah. uh, <laughs> I, I was thinking I, I fell off the deep end. <laughs> I fell off the Damn. deep end, so I got a dose of that, and Ooh. so that was my I think that mo- my most fear. I never really knew I had it inside mm-hmm. of me until my mother would always say something. Yeah. And so I remember talking to my mom. I'm like, Mom, you're right. You're right. I'm, I'm crazy. I'm, I'm insane. Right. <laughs> and she's like, Fuck, well, what are we gonna do? And I'm like, I'm just, I guess, <coughs> deliver the message right. as, as best as I can <laughs> and just, you know, try to do the oh best I can. Oh my God, that is very true, my friend. Yeah. yeah but <laughs> you're funny. And I had to be, oh, I had to be okay with just being labeled crazy. Right. And I'm like, Fine, I guess I have to be okay. Because at first point, the, when the shaman songs and some of the songs would just trigger it so I'd be like no more right <laughs> please stop shaman yeah man I can't handle it no more you're gonna hear like a certain drum yeah. oh yeah, yeah man <laughs> boom yeah <laughs> wow but dude it was intense and I'm still trying to decode my 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 visions and what I experienced but Definitely, uh, definitely air therapeutic. And afterwards, when everybody, we all come down, we all eat soup, we all, you know, clean up and uh, we share our stories. And right. then this would like, oh, you were thinking of that? Oh, I guess some dude, like two people next to me, he says like, yeah, you're like more in the middle of the circle. But you got closer because people, people were like on the, against the wall. Mm-hmm. He said he saw like shadow figures like around me. And he said, like, they weren't evil, they weren't demonic, but he said he saw, like, a lot of mo- a lot of shadow movements around me. And, like, it's like, I don't know, I was definitely feeling a lot of energy, craziness, and <laughs> Damn, just... that's intense, man. But, uh... That's scary. It's, it's nice when we, um... I, no, well, I mean, he said it wasn't evil or demonic. Yeah, and like, I think it was when the haka dance that I was yeah. doing. Yeah. It's just... That's, that's intriguing. <laughs> and so, I mean, uh, animals do that, you know. They gotta have a presence to... Right to not be fucked with, yeah. and uh, but it was really nice how we all came together. We shared our stories, and it's like, oh, this is my epiphany. I know I got to learn about mm-hmm. this in life. I got to work on this. I was like, oh yeah, and so um, very therapeutic and very like it just ask people. Yeah, it makes <laughs> you yeah, yeah just face your fears. Man, that's awesome. Yeah, I gotta try that soon. I am. Just wait for the right time, my guy. Wait for the right time. <laughs> well, that's um. Well, I don't know if it's another one of my uh, pending projects, but uh, of course I kept in touch with the men down there, mm-hmm. and not only you and a lot, of, a lot of my other friends want to dabble in, and so yeah, we should. I have connections now, uh, and yeah. so I'll definitely let what, you know. What's Alex talking about? Is uh, Gomez trying to get in? The, no, man, no, he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't mess around with this, the psychedelics, <laughs> and uh, he's like, no, no way, like. Dude. Yeah, man. He gets like that with weed. Just right. Use, like, bad trips on weed. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so he definitely uh, doesn't tell on that. But, um, yeah, it was intense, man. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, 
Man, yeah, we uh, we got a good amount in here, huh? Man, that was great. Yeah. <laughs> that was really interesting, man. I hope you guys got something out of today. Yeah. That was a great story to end yeah. with, man. Uh, I appreciate you for having me on your your podcast, man. I uh, want everyone to tune in, you know? I just realized, man, dude, like, I'll let you know when I post this up, but, uh-huh. man, we got a lot of mutual friends and... and, and yeah, low-key. Yeah, <laughs> we and really so... Do. Them getting low, I think they'll get a nice little dose of us. Yeah, definitely. Listening and you know, are you, are you gonna make like a page or something like that, or um, I don't know. No, I'm definitely. I'll let you know. Okay, yeah, sure. I'm a, but okay. it's gonna be nice to see how these people hear us. How we're so connected. Yes, sir. I'm excited, man. I want to hear that ourselves. So. Yeah. So, uh, you got any other, you, you did your Indigo Brew, but anywhere other social um, media, so Twitter. So, yeah, guys, be on the lookout. Uh, I'm trying to start an entertainment group. You can check us out on Facebook.com slash Musa, M-U-S-A-E-N-T-L-L-C. Um, other than that, uh, you can check out my Instagram, which is at Randy, R-A-N-D-Y dot Kareem, K-A-R-I-M. And uh, we'll keep you guys updated for any other projects that we have coming out. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. All right.